welcome to New Media Central, the podcast that takes the centrist approach to understanding the ever-evolving landscape of current events. I'm your host, Keith Teedy, and I'm excited to embark on this journey with you to delve into the current issues that shape our country. In an era where the media landscape is often littered with extreme voices and polarizing narratives, New Media Central emerges as a platform for balanced ideas, rational analysis, and realistic points of view. We're here to provide you with a unique perspective that cuts through the noise. Through this podcast, we aim to explore a wide range of topics from politics and economics to technology and culture. New Media Central isn't about pushing an agenda or promoting a particular ideology. Instead, it's a call for revolution. And each episode will bring thought-provoking analysis to the table to get you thinking about the real world and what's going on in it and possibly even inspire some action. We go right into the heart of the issues, examine the intricacies, and challenge assumptions. By doing so, we hope to empower our listeners to think critically and make informed decisions about this country. New Media Central is your hub for centrist perspectives. Whether you're a staunch centrist, lean a little bit right, lean a little bit left, a little bit more right, a little bit more left, or simply just appreciate the thoughtful ideas. This podcast is for you. We believe that in today's fast-paced world, there's a dire need for nuanced talks on a variety of subjects. So thank you for tuning in to New Media Central. Please always stay informed, stay engaged, and most importantly, stay curious. Today I'm talking about how we're getting better at everything bit by bit, just Incrementally, we're getting better and better and better, and everything we do is just a little bit another step towards perfection, if you want to look at it like that. Um, My thinking on this, though, is often we do it too good. We take something that's really good, and we ruin it with all our rules and uh, everything we come up with to try to make it better. A lot of times ends up being worse drives me crazy and I can see it happening I think because of the incremental way that it's happening some people don't see it maybe even a lot of people don't see it but it's happening and we're getting to the crazy place you know in government corporations and sports franchises and every aspect of our life Somebody somewhere is taking it to the nth degree and making it so that it's almost impossible to live in this world. Of course, I'm joking. We're all going to live in this world. That's why we're here. I go over lots of stuff in this show, so just sit back, enjoy. Hope you like it. Thanks. The human race is getting smarter all the time. It's always getting smarter. Back in the caveman days, they weren't too smart. They bumped into each other and beat each other up with clubs and pulled their women around by their hair, if we believe uh, some of the stuff we saw when we were growing up. They um, ate by going out and clubbing some animal to death and then ripping it open and eating whatever was inside. Uh, We've gotten better over the years. Uh, Now we don't have to go out and beat the shit out of an animal. We can go to the store and get one that somebody else beat the shit out of. So uh, we're just, in general, getting smarter. And the reason I bring it up is I think we might be at the point where we're too smart. 
There's too many people that think they're so smart doing things that they think are good, and they're not. That's one of the things that I want to talk about as far as getting too smart. We do everything now to the nth degree. Football. It's been one of my favorite sports forever. I played it when I was a little kid, and I played it through high school. I didn't play in college because uh, UMKC didn't have football team. Had basketball. Anyway, I'd like football. I watch it. Chiefs football is one of my favorite things. I'm not a crazy football fan that watches 20 games a weekend. I just watch one game, it's the Chiefs game. When they have a bye week, I don't watch anything at all. When it gets closer to the uh, to the playoffs, I start watching a few more games because you're interested. You know, who are we going to be playing? How good are they? And all that. Uh, but generally speaking, I watch one game a week. All good. But what I've noticed, they keep changing the rules. And in theory, they're making it better and better and better and better. Each new change makes it better than, than the way it was before the change. But what's happening worldwide to humankind is we've gone past where it's getting better. And I kind of referred to this back in a previous podcast where I was talking about software updates. They do it too often, and it's not better. Same thing with football. They keep making these changes in the rules to, quote, make it better, and it's not. What it's doing is it's turning into kind of a weenie game. It's not smash-mouth football anymore. It's weenie football. And, yeah, you want to protect the quarterback, but here's what happens. The quarterback gets creamed, and nothing happens. And then the quarterback doesn't get creamed, and the other team gets a penalty. It's not possible to do it fairly with rules and regulations. That that quarterback back there has got a lot going on, and he's very vulnerable when he's got his hand back to do a pass or when he's, you know, pretty much everything he does is harder than a lot of the other guys. He He's too spread out doing what he's got to do to be able to protect himself properly. So, yeah, I, I like that rule where you protect the quarterback. It has to be realistic, and even though it's impossible, it has to be... Uh, monitored in a fair way, which it's not. And besides getting a whole bunch of new rules, making it not as good, it also becomes more political. Because now, all these referees, and I guarantee you, I guarantee you, referees get paid based on the calls they make, good or bad for a team. They're going to deny it to the end of time, but I guarantee, and I'm not the only one saying this, they talk about it, this guy that was refereeing, the main referee last night in the Super Bowl that the Chiefs won, were, was biased against the Chiefs. And from what he does and the way he referees, you can tell. And I, I also know it's human nature that people feel like they're being picked on. If you got two teams, one set of referees and umpires and line judges and etc., the people rooting for one team is always going to feel put upon by the referees and the uh, other team fans are going to feel the same way. So it's human nature, but it's happening. I know it is. I've seen it. I've seen it with my own eyes. And I know they can't catch everything. And sometimes the camera catches something that they can't see. And of course, they review it. When the coach throws a towel and they review it, that's what that's for. But it's it's a little biased or a lot biased. I know this for sure. Even though nobody will ever admit it and it will probably never be out there. It's just we we do everything so intensely and deeply, which should be a good thing, but it goes too far every time. And where you are as a human race, there on so many things, almost everything as a matter of fact. Another example 
is um, inflation, prices of things. The cost of insuring, health insurance, all insurance, has gone crazy. The price of food has gone crazy. The price of everything has gone crazy because what has happened is uh, greed steps in. I've talked about this a little bit before. These corporations go are looking around. They're going, well, uh, uh, these people need this stuff. They they will do anything in their power and even beyond that to make sure that they stay alive and that they stay healthy and they stay pain-free. And so we got them by the short and curlies. We can charge any damn thing we want to because they will pay it. And so they start bumping the price. And they bump it and they bump it and they bump it and that feels good and they get more money and they go, well, let's let's just go crazy here and really bump the shit out of it. And they do. And we pay it. And that's the only answer to this issue. The only way, the only way we're ever going to get this fixed is by saying, no, I don't want to get sick and die, but I sure as shit aren't going to keep paying your uh, extortionist prices. And we got to do it all together. I can't say by myself, I'm not going to pay that anymore because it won't change anything. It's not even a, a blip on the radar screen. But if we could get together somehow, get behind someone who knows what he's talking about, and he, and he says, okay, everybody, let's tell the medical profession no. And they're going to come back with their usual, well, then you won't get the care you need to stay alive. I don't care. Well, you're going to die then. Nope, I'm not. Well, well, and then we take back what used to be ours. I can remember, and it wasn't that long ago, my great-grandfather, I think it would be, my grandmother's dad was a doctor. And they weren't wealthy. They did okay, but they weren't wealthy. And uh, the people would come by and pay them with a sack of corn or a chicken or something like that. I don't, by any means, think we should go back to that, but it's got to be somewhere in between and more towards that side of it. So I went to the chiropractor this morning. I'm going to briefly go over this. I've said it before, and I know it's boring. But uh, my whole life, I paid for insurance, health, uh, all insurance, but health insurance specifically for this discussion. And I never used it up until mm, like five years ago. I never used it with one exception, which I'll explain. Uh, the two times in my life that I had something that would have been cool if they paid it were the pregnancy, my wife's pregnancy with our two kids. The first one, they paid nothing. And of course, they make it feel like it's your fault. They said it was, and if I fought it, they would have found some kind of little blurb in a paragraph on page 77,000 of the contract or whatever where they could have proved that, yeah, I screwed up, and so they didn't pay a penny, not one penny for my daughter's birth, my wife's pregnancy with my daughter's birth, my first one. They did pay on the second one, and actually they paid quite a bit of it. I paid a, a big chunk, of course, you always do, which is bullshit on its own. But they paid a big chunk of it. Matter of fact, the second one, the difference in how much it cost to have a child between my first and second was so dramatic. The second one probably would have wiped us out if they didn't pay for it. Anyway, that's just another example of what I'm talking about. The human race is getting so good at things like that that we're going to cease to exist. And that's an exaggeration probably that we will probably always exist because that's what we do as a race, as a human race. We try to stay alive, and we've been pretty good at it for millions of years now. But <clears throat> it's going gonna, it's gonna to be bad, real bad, for possibly, I think I'm kind of okay. I've got, what, another 20, 25 years to live, hopefully, or less. And 
there's going to be problems uh, with all this stuff between now and the end of my life. But my kids, they're probably going to have to deal with it big time, big time, like revolution kind. And all the revolutions we've had in the past were going to be small compared to this one because this is going to be a worldwide revolution. This crap that's going on where corporations and governments and they're incrementalizing so that a little bit at a time they keep taking more and more and more and more and it's going to come to a head and people are going to go no more no more and what that's going to create is a revolution to stop it that's the only way it's going to they're not going to these people that are chasing the dollar at any cost aren't going to suddenly go oh well we we're not going to do that anymore it's going to happen and get worse and worse and worse until we have a revolution until the entire population of the planet says no. And we do whatever it takes, including uh, <laughs> bearing arms and, and using them to put an end to it. It's going to end, but it's going to end badly, I'm afraid. It could happen in my lifetime. I think what's going to happen, this is a personal belief, we're going to see little bits of it. We're going to see little revolution that end up not really making a change. And so... We'll go, okay, we need a bigger revolution, and then I'm going to be in my 80s when that happens. And then we need a bigger one, I'll be in my 90s, and I won't really be able to do much about it, if anything at all. But my kids are going to be in their 30s and 40s, and they're going to be right in the middle of it. And if they have kids, I don't have any grandkids yet, but I'm fully expecting some, they'll be right in the middle of it. They'll be in their, what, teens or 20s, maybe 30s or whatever. Uh, nobody knows when it's going to happen. Nobody can predict it accurately. But the the signs are there, uh, biblical and otherwise. I mean, the hurricanes and the tornadoes and the the weather-related stuff that's talked about in the Bible and other things. It's it's coming, sadly. I, I hate to be a uh, bearer of bad news and a Debbie Downer and a doomsayer, but it, it's coming. Yeah, I can feel it, and I know throughout history people have said, yeah, I feel the end of the world is coming, and it didn't ever end, but... And I don't think it's going to end now, but bad things are going to happen. And it's because of all these things that the human race is getting so good at that they go too far and it turns bad. There are some things that's going to cause the prices of things to go up. Oh, the price of seeds is that cra that's crazy, it's crazy, crazy, crazy. Supply and demand, scarce resources, that's going to cause the price to go up. Just as an example, 50 people on the planet... And there's plenty of food for every 50 of those people. Those 50 people will have a full tummies all day, every day. But there's no more than that. They can grow more, ostensibly. But just for this example, and to give an uh, explanation, so these 50 people have babies. And now there's 60 people. And this is way oversimplified, but uh, the, the 50 people that had plenty of food, full tummies, all day, every day, with the same amount of food... The 60 people are going to not have as much. And when there's not as much of a thing as there used to be, scarcity, the price is going to go up. That's how it is because it's more valuable to the people. When it's fairly easy to get a hold of and there's plenty of it, the value of it for each person is there, of course. It's food. It gives you life. But there's plenty of it and the value of it's at a certain level, comparatively low. So when the 60 people come along... Same amount of food, there's less food per person, it becomes more valuable because everybody needs that food 
to live. And when you have this amount of food and it's good, and then you have the same amount of food and more people, there's less food per person, so it becomes much more valuable. It's, I gotta have that, so I'll pay more for it if need be to get it. That's oversimplified, but it's, it's how it works. I mean, uh, commercials on television, um, in addition to being a whole lot more than there used to be, uh, you know, gone are the days where their uh, one-hour show has a single sponsor. Like we used to watch Bonanza on Sunday nights and Chevrolet sponsored them. And the only commercial during the whole show were Chevrolet car commercials. I loved them. Uh, I spoke about this before in a podcast. Uh, some I loved cars back then, and they, they put the newest and the greatest and the coolest cars on these commercials. Um, and <clears throat> I was guilty of... And in some ways, liking the commercials better than the show. That's gone. For me, it's gone. It's not gone for everybody. Like, for instance, the Super Bowl, for an example. Some people watch it just for the commercials, uh, which I think are pathetic. But I know I'm a minority here. I know everybody likes the commercials and they like to talk about them. And the big corporations are so excited about that. And they kind of fuel that. And they go, oh, yeah, let's let's get them on a... uh, to get them frothing at the mouth for uh, for these commercials, which they will, because they're stupid. And that's exa- I'm not saying that. That's what they think. They think we're stupid and we'll swallow anything they throw out there. And they've got good reason to think that, because so far we have. And that's part of the revolution. We're finally going to go, no, this crap that you're trying to sell in these commercials, this crap you're trying to give us for our drugs, um, and everything big and small... You know, the football thing is kind of small. It's it's not small. It's huge. But it's small in the big picture in that it's a small thing, that they're just getting better and better and better at figuring out how to make these rules that it's getting worse. It's too, it's past the point of no return where the, the added rules now make it a, a not as good a game. I, but they're getting it to the point where even though it's really great and even though and because they know... Um, that it is really great, they know they can push and push and push and push and we'll just swallow whatever they throw down. And we do, but that'll change. That's going to change. We're going we're gonna to have that revolution. That's, uh, that's a guess of mine, but I feel very confident that it's going to happen. Um, a lot of my podcasts have kind of revolved around this. That's, that's what I'm about. It's, it's going to happen. 